The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. On today's episode, we have one of my dearest friends, Valerie Moore. Valerie is a proud native of the southern sector of Dallas, Texas, and although her childhood home was filled with love, her neighborhood was the city's dumping ground for hazardous waste. As a young child, she remembers wondering why her neighborhood had a certain unpleasant stench and a thick, cloudy green substance in the air. At the time, she didn't know the cause, but she knew it was unfair. As a graduating senior from Tuskegee University, the pride of the swift growing south, she used that experience in her application package to gain acceptance into the Third Good Marshall School of Law. Now, although she didn't pursue a career in environmental law, she has a heart for helping those who are unable to help themselves. She's had the opportunity to serve as a prosecutor at the Dallas County District Attorney's Office for 11 years in the Criminal Trial Division. She's worked with hundreds of victims and the families of victims of violent crimes. She's also an adjunct professor in the Paralegal Studies Program at Kaplan College, and she recently started her own law practice just over a year ago. Her primary area of practice is criminal defense, However, she's venturing into estate planning as well. Being an entrepreneur has been her dream, and she is now in a place where she can fulfill that dream. Family, let me introduce you to my good friend, Valerie Moore. Welcome to Mind My Black Business. All right. Well, today on today's podcast, we have a very special guest, uh, my friend, Valerie Moore. I was about to say your full name, Valerie, but I paused for just a second. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for not including the middle name. <laughs> I'm so Thank used to doing it. I almost did it. I had to like pause and hesitate. Uh, I'll just be getting too excited. So anyway, uh, Valerie uh, is here um, to talk to us about the financial and psychological toll of entrepreneurship. And we have been talking about that um, just in our own personal lives and supporting each other. And so I thought this would be an awesome opportunity to have her join us um, and educate us as to how we can get our lives together. Uh, as, oh. as we take, wait a minute now, hold on. As we take <laughs> as we take care of our business, and so I am so excited to have her here. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk to her, and this is just another excuse to do so. So, Yay. welcome to the podcast, Valerie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. To I'm excited too. Yeah. I'm excited. I don't know if I'm going to be able to tell people how to get things together, but I'm happy to be here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got you got it. I'm, I'm confident that you're about to educate us all, and we're going to be all walking in the right direction after you right. lay your Let's knowledge on us. <laughs> so Let's before we get into it. the nitty gritty, can you tell us a little bit about your business? Yes. Okay. I am an attorney here in the Dallas area and I practice criminal law, probate law, um, and some personal injury. I decided to stay away from family, uh, family law. I am a solo practitioner and just recently hired a paralegal, so it's just um, 
It's just me and my really uh, great paralegal, Joseph. And so uh, my primary focus right now is uh, criminal law and the way that I was able to generate some money just coming out and from the DA's office was doing um, appointments, taking appointments from the court. So I represent a large portion of my practice is focused on indigent clients. So um, that is pretty much what I do. Okay. That's wonderful, Dallary. So how would you say in starting as being an entrepreneur, um, roughly, how much time would you say a week is dedicated to to your business? Uh, right now, I would say about maybe 50 to 60 hours mm-hmm. a week. But it's not what it was traditionally when I was at the district attorney's office. It's not just sitting behind a desk. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is just a lot of hours and thinking and planning and uh, preparing for the next venture, whether that be marketing or trying to promote the business in some way, people that I need to set up meetings with and talk to, networking opportunities. So it's not necessarily sitting behind the desk anymore, which is right. you know what I would have counted when I was working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you make a good point. You're right. Um, sort of like when it's, when it's your time, when it's your business, that 50 and 60 hours is all action, um, or planning and prep. Yeah. 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 It's planning and it's going to the bank and (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's cash and checks, Mm -hmm. picking up money for people or sending Mm -hmm. people text messages saying you, you owe kindly, you owe me money. So (laughs) I'm going to send you a link so that you can pay me my money. (laughs) Time is money, and money is time. I feel you. <laughs> and I need all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I need my money. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> so, <clears throat> in talking about um, our businesses, um, you know, some of the things that I think that doesn't get talked about a lot because I think entrepreneurs are very protective of their business and brand, as they should be. Um, but also sure. that identity, sometimes what they don't share is some of the difficult parts of um, building a business, sustaining a business, maintaining a business. So from your perspective, either what you, from what you've seen or experienced, what's been um, sort of the hardest parts um, for you? Um, the hardest part, um, personal experience, my husband also is an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and we're at different stages of the entrepreneurship. His business has been open going on three years and my business has been open for about one year. So we were at different different points, but I through his experience in mine, I think some of the hardest decisions is learning or deciding when to grow mm-hmm. and how much you should continue to invest in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of deciding whether you're going to get a return on your investment. Uh, when should you take the risk and how much should you risk in order to grow your business? Right. So that pivotal point of I'm doing okay right now, but I want to grow. Mm-hmm. How much should I invest in my business to grow? Am I going to get a return on my investment? It's just been some of the struggles that I have seen. Mm. 
That's deep. Okay. <laughs> well, it created another question that I had anticipated, and I'm trying to figure out: Do I stay on topic or do? I... <laughs> so well, this is your podcast. This you is right, you right. I'm in charge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you make those decisions? How do you how do you make decisions to jump? When does it make sense to do that? Well, you know, I'm I honestly, I'm still trying to figure that out, and so. Uh, the difference, I think, and, uh, you know, some of us are just bigger risk takers than others. And mm-hmm. That's a, a point that I have noticed with my husband. I, I don't like to take a lot of risk. So <laughs> I have not invested in myself probably the way that I should have. And mm-hmm. whereas I've seen him kind of really jump out there and maybe put too much into it. And then you're kind of left in this position. Well, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. So I think you have to do what's comfortable for you. Right. And, and allow yourself to grow, but you also want to make sure that you have some measures in place to um, take care of your necessities. You know, uh, for me, that is, I'm able to take care of my daughter, to mm-hmm. keep us insured properly, health insurance. So as long as I'm able to, to meet my necessities, I will continue to take the risk that will allow me to still take care of the things that I have to take care of such as my insurance, housing, make sure I have transportation mm-hmm. <laughs> and that I can continue to pay those things. Okay. So that that's what I draw the line for me. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Making sure you're able to sustain yourself because as an entrepreneur, without you there is no business. So if you're if you fall yeah, apart, true. what's the business doing? Right. So what that's have true. you what have you heard about like the financial toll? Um in terms of being a, a business person? How have you heard that well, impacted? Um, I think that it, oh man, it, it can have so many different impacts. And we want to talk about the positive impact that it can have on uh, you or your community. Through um, my business, I have had the opportunity to offer jobs people so that is awesome and give people opportunities that they may not have had otherwise that could be family members and mm-hmm. even to my intern or, or my paralegal Joseph he started as an intern I'm gonna bring him on as a paralegal um, so the opportunity just to open doors for people but there also comes with that the responsibility of having to pay people yes. um, and <laughs> make sure that you have the resources and the funds and your managing your uh, business and affairs properly so that you can pay those people that you have um, hired. Um, and so that can be very stressful because you're not just concerned about your household. If you've hired somebody, you are also concerned about, you know, your employees, whether you're being able to pay them and are you making the decisions that um, will lead you to a good financial position. But now it's not just you and your family and somebody else's family. So that, that can be very stressful. Oh, that sounds terribly stressful. So how, <laughs> how, <laughs> it does. how did you make the decision to expand and to, to get an employee? Well, uh, for me, it was, uh, it was just absolutely necessary, but I got some really good advice from a, um, from a mentor of mine. She, 
as a PR person, but has a lot of experiences working, experience working with other attorneys and just seeing other successful practices. And she just recommended that I uh, first start with an intern and do an unpaid internship. So there were a lot of um, students that were interested in um, getting experience because they were in school and they needed the experience. So I sent an email over to the local paralegal school and I got responses immediately from uh, quite a few students who just wanted to work and were willing to work for free. So when I uh, brought my paralegal on, he, he was just uh, amazing. He did a really good job and uh, I decided just to go ahead and, and start paying him part-time starting out part-time as the work increases the workload increases then we'll bring him on full-time um so once uh i decided that uh i wanted somebody i started with an unpaid internship but when i got the help i realized i had needed that help for many months it's something i should have done a long time ago because now that he's here i'm far more productive than i was before um, but I was being a little frugal and I didn't want to hire anybody. So it really worked out well for me going the unpaid intern route and then just transitioning him to a paid uh, employee. Ah, okay. So part of it was, um, it was a good mesh between his working style as well as yes. um, you sort of hitting your boundaries in terms of what you could manage on your own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so in terms of, so managing money is stressful and <laughs> making sure, <Yeah>. making, <laughs> making sure the business is stays in the black. I think that's the right term. That sounds like something people say. Um, right. I think that means profit, right? Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's stressful too. So, how would you say, or what has been, um, whether this is your own personal experience of what you, or something you've witnessed, um, what would you say is like the psychological toll in terms of being a, an entrepreneur? Uh, the psychological toll, it is, um, you know, I don't know, it's a huge faith walk, <laughs> in my opinion, that the transition of knowing that every week you're going to get paid <laughs> uh, versus uh, you don't know when you're going to get paid and you don't know how much that's going to, how much it will be. Uh, it's very taxing and it's very stressful, but uh, I think you become a stronger person. You begin to anticipate or, or just try to figure out what's going to work and what's not. You almost, try to predict the future like what's going to happen two weeks from now and if this happens how will I survive it so it is it can be very taxing psychologically but it's also very rewarding uh, when things do work out the way that you want and I think you become um, just a, uh, a better I guess uh, it's kind of hard to say but you just become to, you start to expect the un- unknown and you have to live in that because you really don't know what tomorrow holds. So, mm-hmm. so it's a strong faith walk. Um, 
and it's difficult, but I think it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you how do you keep moving in your faith walk? What keeps you motivated and stay in the course? Um, what keeps me motivated? You know, it's hard. It's hard to pinpoint one thing, but um, the course family, and you know, I have responsibilities, so you just kind of have to keep pushing oh, forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have responsibilities. I I oftentimes think about going back to doing what I was doing, working at the district attorney's office. I think it was valuable uh, experience for me. But, um, you know, I think about it, but then I, I, I come to my senses and realize I don't want to go back to where I came from. There was a, a reason why I left. I was not happy anymore. Um, it wasn't as fulfilling as it once was. So even though times get hard, I continue to press forward and realize that I'm just starting out mm-hmm. and that this will get better. It'll get, you know, it, the, the business will come in, the business will grow, and then it's going to get better. So I try not to focus on where I am now, but focus on where I want to be in the future. And I know that going back and working for somebody else is just not in the cards for me. Mm. So I focus on the future. I'm focusing mm-hmm. on better days, bigger uh, bigger things to come. Okay. So do you feel like, um, cause you mentioned that when you were in your previous environment that you feel like you weren't, weren't happy. Do you feel like with this move that you, um, are happier? I'm definitely happier. It, mm. it doesn't mean that it's not stressful. <laughs> right. Right. Those are not mutually. It's still stressful. It's just <laughs> right. a different, different feel. Right. Um, it's challenging. But I am far, I am far happier overall. Yes, I am. It's difficult, but I am happier doing what I'm doing now than when I was sitting behind a desk. So, um, I don't, I don't regret the decision to leave, even though there have been quite a few challenges. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think when you've done something, I was at the district attorney's office for 11 years. So I was comfortable, I was comfortable doing what I was doing. I knew the ins and outs of that job. So there's just that feeling of uh, uncertainty mm-hmm. um, in doing something new. Mm-hmm. But uh, I realized that I felt that way when I started the DA's office the first couple of years. I didn't know what I was doing there either. Right. But eventually I stayed. Eventually I learned the ropes and I got more comfortable and I became uh, very efficient and proficient at what I was doing. And that's going to happen in this arena as well. Yeah. Yeah, what I keep telling myself. So yeah. it'll come. It's going to come. It has mm-hmm. to. <laughs> it has to come. It has to. <laughs> it has to. <laughs> the only way to work. Yes, ma'am. You're right. You're right. I mean, it's sort of like that speaking into existence, and it sounds like you're doing yeah. the the groundwork, um, uh, the foundational work to sort of nurture it, so that that it will come. Uh, that it will come. I'm excited for you. So what's the what's the ultimate goal? Are we having like the law offices of Dallary all over the United States or like around the world? Like where we where we going with this? I'm I'm ready to support. Tell us, tell us <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I um, no, I I don't 
You know, I do have a brother. He owns his own practice in Louisiana. So we have discussed that. I'm open to the idea of doing that. I really enjoy um, doing trial work. Mm -hmm. So I think that probably for the next five to ten years, I'll definitely continue to grow my business. I'm not sure that I necessarily want offices open all over the world okay, <laughs> necessarily um, <laughs> but continuing to grow you know I've always wanted to be a um, professor so at some point I would probably teach and also at some point in my career I would probably run for a, a bench um, kind of dabble in politics so entrepreneurship for me is just one phase okay okay um that I want to continue to to grow in, but it's not the final act for me. Okay. Probably going to, and not just this uh, business. I would love to invest in other businesses, but I had another. I had a meeting with a group of attorneys. Uh, we're just forming an investment group because we want to continue in the entrepreneurship and open up different types of businesses. Nice. So we're doing some brainstorming in that arena as well. So. I um, don't plan on giving up on entrepreneurship, but it's probably not the final act for me. Okay. Okay. So did I hear in all of that, like, were, did I get the breaking scoop of your presidential bid? Did I hear that too? Did I? Because I heard policy. Well, I didn't say president now. Huh? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I heard. That's how I hit my ear. That's my president. That's my president. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not in the climate. I mean, who wants to follow Donald Trump right now? Well, I mean, it ain't got to be in the next four years. I give you five, six. Because you. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. I was thinking running for <laughs> becoming a judge or something. I don't know about president. But we I, shall. I hear politics, okay. so I just want the president. You know. You know. Not quite president. Not quite president. I'm a, I okay. think I'm gonna say local. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna calm calm down because that's what I that's what I heard. Yeah. That's just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dallin, tell us how to best manage all these things. So, you have all these phenomenal goals for the future as you are, you know, expanding your business, expanding your brand, working hard to make sure that you, um, that your clients get the justice that they deserve and that sort of thing. And so how do you do all of those things and stay sane, frankly, how do you do all that and keep the lights on? How do you do all that and maintain your relationships? How do you do all those things? Um, well, I think, uh, that prioritizing is very important and striking a balance between I'm a, being a mom, being a wife, a daughter, an attorney, um, a friend, a sister, an aunt, all those things. But, uh, all those things also keep me sane. So I try to, um, prioritize for me, family is families well god is first family Mm -hmm. is second my business comes next um so putting god first continuing to understand that this business is important but it's not all of who i am it's a part of me Mm -hmm. um i pray that i am doing the right thing for my clients 
Um, so prayer is something that I have definitely um, do everything, just submitting and turning everything over to God, my family, my business. I also try to make time to exercise. Mm-hmm. And a uh, good friend um, that I've had for um, childhood friend, we started walking. Mm-hmm. So I try to exercise, and that's just, that gives me about 45 minutes when I can to clear my mind to make sure that I'm physically um, healthy as well. So right. um, I would say first prioritizing um, this business, whether I, I have to realize this business is my my baby and I love it dearly, but if I am not mentally where I should be, you know, these people will get other attorneys. There are other mm-hmm. people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have to try to take care of myself first. Right. And, um, and that involves going to church, prayer, putting God first, exercising, and just giving it my all. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Look at you minding your black business. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> I'm minding it. <laughs> you are minding it. I love it. I love it. I think you have done um a, a great service to us in in sharing all the things that have, have helped you as well as um you know the idea of how you are staying motivated um towards your larger goals. Um, in the future. And I just want to say thank you um, for taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, Cause I know that you are quite busy um, to, to stop. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I might be begging you later. Cause I got tons. You, you brought up some stuff that brought up tons of stuff, but I realized it was going to take us all day and you ain't got that kind of time. So um, I might be begging oh, I love you later. to come back. All right. See, that's what I was waiting on. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And we will have you back. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right, Dallar, we are signing off. So thank you so much. And I appreciate it. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business. Bye.